Hi, this is CK Love, and you're listening to Midlife on Fire. Well, I'm living life midlife on fire, and I'll tell you why. I'm shooting my short, my second short film, and it. Uh, um, I've been doing. I've been preparing for it since January, off and on, and I had a location, and I lost it, and that was like. Um, what happened the first time I prepared this film and that was two years ago I had a location and then I actually no I never found a location it's a very difficult location to find without paying an arm and a leg for it so that's um, that's another story but um, uh, so you know two years ago I prepared um, no more than two years ago I prepared um, The Lingering which uh, um, became my first short after um, I prepared this one called The Appointment and uh, The Lingering, um, you know, it did really well in uh, in festivals and co contests, I'm, I think. And, and it, uh, you know, some, some awards and definitely mentions and um, in selection and it uh, premiered in five uh, cities throughout North America, including New York and Toronto. So I thought it did pretty well. And then I thought, okay, well, I'm going to prepare uh, the appointment again and uh, like I said we found a location but then we lost it and you know everybody knows that in um, short films especially that uh, you usually beg and borrow and you negotiate and um, finally I found a place that would negotiate a fair 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 deal you know lower than they do for productions around the city and you know what's what I was thinking, you know, when I first prepared the appointment was, was that, you know, it's too bad that the city that has production hubs um, becomes really, really inaccessible to um, not only the general public, but, and, and, but, but to us as citizens, you know, as communities that want to do things like films in their, our own neighborhoods and our backyards and, and, um, and then, you know, in, in the city at large, and it's really difficult to for us a, a small production to actually be able to afford, um, you know, doing anything. Um, so, so when you're thinking about a short film, think about the locations because if if um, I mean I didn't do that, I you know the the appointment is in an underground garage. And I had to find an underground garage. Now, underground garages are owned by corporations all over the city. And it's and because they're so used to being able to charge an arm and a leg for production, because, you know, um, you know, big production um, um, uh, studios come and and do stuff here. So, of course, it's going to be really, really um, difficult to find something for free or cheap. But if you beg for it, it might happen. And I begged, I really begged. Um, so, um, you know, I'm, I, I, I can make it, I, I made it happen. And that's um, something that I'm very happy about because all this work and, you know, all, all the things around, you know, getting people to do it with you and getting people to believe in the project and, and to want to do it with you um, is a big deal. And when you, you know, cancel them one time and then cancel them another time because the location is um, is hard to find. 
it gets a little weary. At least it gets a little bit weary for me. And, um, you know, people who do this kind of work in the industry, the short films, the indie films, uh, they're used to things being canceled. But you don't want to do that as a producer and a director. You don't want to do that uh, to people. But um, I'm paying them, so that's good. <laughs> and that's the thing, too, is that I, I don't believe in, you know, if somebody wants to volunteer the time because they want the title, then I will get them to volunteer the time. But otherwise, I pay people for what they um, are doing and um, and what they want to do with their lives. And I have an all-female crew, which I'm very happy about. Um, I tend to want to have all-female crews. Um, <clears throat> and what else? Oh, well... It took me a while to get to doing my first film anyway. And, you know, for the longest time, I had a lot of doubt. I mean, it, it didn't even, it took, you know, this short um, and a couple other shorts to place in contests for me to feel any kind of um, uh, confidence that you know, this is something that is worthy of doing. And and then it took about, I don't know, I have two, three, four people who really, really personally supported me <clears throat> and decided that it was something that I needed to do. And so they were, you know, they were totally behind me to doing it and not behind me in the way that they held my hand, because there was the person that really, really, really said, you got to do this, you got to do this. If this is in your brain, if you have any notion about making a film, then you have to do it. It's just as simple as that. And and so, you know, when I called him and said, okay, I'm ready to do it. He said, okay, go, go do it. I support you. <laughs> and, and that was it. And I thought he was going to hold my hand. And, and really, he didn't. Um, but he was there and he was very, very proud of me. Not that I need people to be proud of me, but, you know, it feels good when somebody says, I'm really proud that you took that step and you and that leap and and that, um, you know, you you squashed the voices of self-doubt. And uh, um, and I had a lot of it, you know, moving into my midlife and and and, you know, into my mid midlife. I mean, you know, it's, it was, uh, it was tough. And I think about that. I think about how much I stopped myself throughout the years. And I think about how much energy it takes to find the courage and find the, um, trust and confidence, um, to do something that you really, really want to do. And, and I really, really wanted to make films. Now, I'm not so keen on the production aspect. I mean, I'm good at it. I can do it. I have, you know, I lock into something and I totally go for it. Um, but, you know, because I'm a writer um, and an artist, I tend to be very solitary and um, I guess you can call me uh, an introvert and, and a big one at that. Um, so it, it takes a lot for me to go out and to ask people for things and to negotiate prices down and to find 
um, you know, the energy to beg somebody to let me use their location for a lot less money <laughs> than, than they were initially going to let me use it for. And, and, you know, it takes a lot of energy for me to do that. And so I get tired very easily, especially now that I'm in midlife. So, um, uh, and you have to watch that. You have to be very um, good to yourself about that. But, you know, the lament is, is that I didn't do this in my 20s. I didn't do this in my 30s. I didn't do this in my 40s. And and I, I you know, only... Th thought to do it when people I mean I had the feeling in my 30s like in my 30s I uh, you know I went and took some screenwriting classes and I went to uh, do some uh, filmmaking courses um, in the years and and never did I really believe that I was going to be able to do it or not that I wasn't going to be able to do it but that it was something that I could do that people wanted to see or people wanted to hear about and um, and that I could entertain. That was a really difficult idea. I mean, it has a lot to do with my upbringing and being someone that was invisible in my family, pretty much. Um, so, so it really, I mean, the lament is, is that I let that, it's not about letting, um, it's about knowing when you have the strength to move beyond that. And so I needed to find over the years, years, not one year, not two years, not five years, over decades of reorganizing my thought patterns. Re, re, and I don't mean neuro-linguistics. I mean just reordering the way that my heart and my brain were connected because I knew in my heart who I was. I knew in my heart that I had something to offer and not that everybody will like it and not that that um, I have something really, really important to say, but really it's about being human and being able to put that, put things out there and and to and to see reactions from people because that's connection, right? So writing is connection. Doing art is connection. And filmmaking is connecting with humanity, the humanity of others. You know, whether you want to scare them, whether you want to make them cry or laugh or sing, you know, it's all connection. And so it took me a while to get out of the mindset that was embedded in my brain for the longest time that I was alone, that was, I was invisible and that I was alone. So all that, the lament was, is that I didn't come out of it sooner. That was the lament. And, and I do feel that, I do feel that lament. And at the same time, what I, And at the same time with that lament is, is this kind of understanding that I'm doing it now. I'm doing it now. In my midlife, in my later midlife, I am doing it now. 
And that's fantastic because I'm not stopping, you know. It's hard to get up in the morning and do stuff, right? Because we're in what people think is is a, a time of life where you're supposed to be slowing down. And, you know, I feel that in my body. I do. I feel that my my body and my brain wants to slow down a bit. But, you know, I get up every morning and I do my 20 or 30 minutes of yoga. And that, you know, it used to be that, um, you know, my yoga was um, at some point, you know, after a lot of practice and after a, a fair bit of study, you know, I... Um, It, it was easier in my body. It's getting harder in my body. So <laughs> everything is getting harder in my body, but I have to keep yoga because yoga makes it easier for the rest of the day. And so, um, and while I, um, the 20 or 30 minutes that I do every morning, um, at least I try to do it every morning. And that's the thing too, is that I don't push myself. If I don't feel like doing yoga one morning, I won't do it. I have to listen to my body more and more, you know, in, especially as we get on into the, the midlife that, you know, we have to listen to our bodies more. We can't push it as much as, and this is for both men and women. Um, you can't push it as much. You're not 20, you're not 30. So, and that's fine. So I found a rhythm in my life where I can do the short film. Um, so, you know, deadlines and dates and times are all flexible. And I make sure people know that, that it's all flexible. And I continue to tell them that um, things will get done when they get done and they do get that done. So I don't think that this uh, film should have been done, you know, a month ago. It could have if we... Um, had if we could keep the location but you know what this location that i have now is much better it's bigger it's more ominous for the appointment it's it's um it's more interesting and and so i i like this location much better anyway so i just wanted to talk about midlife on fire and just following whatever it is that you want to do and who you want to be and keep growing and keep doing things um, and keep reflecting on things because, you know, that reflection is about taking in all your experiences and understanding how it's informing your life in this moment at this time. And so while I lament about not doing this earlier because I had op I had opportunity but I never took them I never did because I didn't have the confidence I didn't I had so much self-doubt that I let things pass by I think that I only took things when I knew that I could be in control of it and that's another thing too is that I had to have control over stuff because I was so I was afraid I was a very fearful person although I looked very courageous and I acted very courageous and I did things in spite of that fear at times 
And I do that now. I mean, I think I taught myself to do things in spite of fear, in spite of maybe a little inkling of self-doubt or, you know, the questions of should I be doing this or shouldn't I be doing this? But, you know, I think that uh, um, midlife is all about keeping the dreams alive, you know, um, not to an obsession, not in a neurotic way. I think that um, it has, especially for women, it has been drilled into our minds that we are supposed to stop at some point and then just disappear. And that's an energy that I think a lot of us grow up with. And we are, well, I was interrupted by a phone call. So um, midlife on fire. If there's something that you've been building to, that's the thing. Do you have an inkling to what you've been building to? Do you have an inkling to what you've been wanting to do or the kind of person you wanted to be? Or um, if you wanted to go deeper into your life and yourself and to understand yourself, then um, don't hesitate to follow that and really feel that it is, you know, it, it, this is the best time to do it because you don't have, have any more preconceived notions about things. And if you do maybe going to a therapist and unraveling some of that, um, you know, still the societal talk that, you know, women aren't supposed to do this kind of stuff or, uh, or, be this kind of person um or your fam family you know told you certain things that you still haven't unraveled you know now it's time to unravel those things and unravel the hold that whatever society told you or whatever your family told you of who you are and what you were supposed to be doing and what you were how you were supposed to express yourself i think um i think that it's time to um, unravel that and get going on on the stuff that will bring you joy and that's what I'm doing I'm doing the stuff that brings me joy and I think uh, for a lot of people you know writing art drawing you know painting music you know sometimes for a lot of people that's what it is or sometimes it's being a doctor or being of service, but business owner, you know, who knows? <clears throat> All I ask is that you just go out there and be a badass. And that's it for now. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. It's so great. I wish I could talk to you. So I will invite you again, come and be on this show with me and we can talk about our bit lives. Thanks. Now I'm electric, I feel